Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Hi, Bruins fans. Looking for more coverage of your favorite hockey team? Follow the Skate Pod hosted by Scott McLaughlin, Brian DeFelice, and me, Bridget Prue. Get your Bruins coverage from WEI's team of Bruins writers. We're the people who are at the games and talk to the players every week. For analysis of every Bruins game and exclusive interviews with the players, listen to the Skate Pod on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, where have the good vibes and clean slate seasons gone? Just a few days ago, we were rolling in Pat's Nation. My Foxborough faithful and Patriots pals, DeAndre Hopkins, came to town. Minicamp was going so well, they even canceled the final day. Breakout players galore on both sides of the ball. My things were as bright as, if you're watching right now on YouTube... My seaside backdrop as I come to you from the shores of Old Cape Cod. And instead now, why the horizon is as dark as the underside of the bat wing. Can you tell I just saw the flash <laughs> yesterday? That's how quickly things can turn in Pat's Nation and in the football news cycle these days. Hello, everybody. How are you? Your old pals Nick Fitzy Stevens and Mike Cadlick, our new beat writer extraordinaire at WEI for the New England Patriots. And this is the latest and might I say, always greatest edition of Six Rings and Football Things, brought to you by your friends at WEI, Odyssey, and 2400 Sports. Just a couple things to touch on today. We'll give you the latest on Jack Jones. We will now address uh, in a bit of a roster reset between minicamp and training camp, which will open in about just over a month's time. What is the new position of greatest need for the New England Patriots? And then a funny story about he who soyed Fiesta to wrap things up mike as we record today my man it is a lovely tuesday morning i believe this is the final day of spring uh and just an update from an hour ago from uh dove from uh let's see this came from k sullivan news um here we go and dove clean and aggregated it because that's how he do Um, oh yeah (laughs) here we go uh this is kelly sullivan from fox 25 Jack Jones, Patriots cornerback Jack Jones, arrived one hour ago, 9 a.m. Eastern, at East Boston District Court to be arraigned on several gun-related charges. He is accused of having two loaded firearms in his carry-on bags at Logan Airport. To further, so we, we have even. Sorry, I'll yep, cut please. you off. So we that's have, where we are. No, go right ahead, my man. Yeah, we have an even uh, sooner update here, basically live on the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. Jack Jones is due back in court once again on August 18th for a probable cause hearing. Uh, oh, he that's how's that going to affect his uh, ability to play in uh, 
preseason game number two. I think that is actually it's the one against the Titans. Great question. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm sure Bill's yeah. going to be completely cool with that. Like, no big deal. Go ahead. Yeah. Go right. Yeah. Ahead. So it sounds like the arraignment is over. Um, back in court, probable cause hearing August 18th was released on $30,000 bail. Um, so it sounds like it's still more so a waiting game, but officially arraigned um, and due back in court once again in uh, just under two months' time. So. No bueno. No bueno for Jack yeah. and the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. wonder uh, how long he lasts. I really do. Isn't that now one of the big questions? Like, look, you can, you can, like, I've heard everything from this has got to carry in the state of Massachusetts a sentence of a mandatory one year. You can have people like henceforth, uh, we'll go back to the um, captain aggregation dove claim and saying, like, <laughs> Jones could be facing over 30 years in prison for the days up. Look, the dude is not going to face. Rather, he's not going to go to prison for 30 years. Right. But you can't help but wonder, is he going to actually have to serve hard time? Is he going to be before the New England Patriots could even possibly make a move as to his roster status? Will uh, the local uh, or federal law, si law system, like basically, is he going to be removed by the law? Like, are, are, right. will the state or the feds basically say, like, don't worry, Bill, don't worry, Matt, don't worry, Robert, we'll take care of this for you. This guy can't play football because he he could potentially be serving. Uh, he could be serving prison time. He might, like this is it's such a bad. Uh, it is so frustrating on so many levels. And I know it has been the topic du jour, but like it happened Friday night. We discussed it over the weekend. Every single show across the dial was talking yeah. about it. It was the it was the topic on Monday's show. Like no one's really interested in the possible collusion in the NBA with the Bradley Beal deal <laughs> out to the Suns. The Red Sox swept the Yankees. There seemed to be like turning it around with a broken, beat up discount Ocean State job lots part roster, and they're winning baseball games. And Bruce Cassidy is going to troll the entirety of Boston sports and New England sports nation <laughs> by bringing the friggin' Stanley Cup down the street from my house on the Cape. Yep. And no one is concerned about anything except this Jack Jones. We're teetering on. Mike, I think we're going We're we're not quite at saga yet. I think like Aaron, Aaron Hernandez, tragically so, became a saga. This sure. to me right now is still a fiasco. Now, what what? what our local and federal law authorities choose to do with this and what the new England Patriots do with it and how this plays out. It could amplify. It could also just get cut short in the bud. Uh, do we have any other details? And, you know, I don't want, I don't want us to get into speculation nation on what we think is going to happen, but if you had to put your two cents in on what you think, how you think this will play out in Foxborough, go ahead. Yeah, it's interesting. And like the way you said it, right? Because the next, the next step is the, uh, the second hearing, uh, which mm -hmm. is two months from now. And then at that point, the legal system kind of can take, it can be really fast or it can be as long and drawn out as they really want it mm -hmm. to. So like this could make, this could go on for another year or two, as far as like arraignments and sentencings and trials and things like that. So, I mean, if he's out on bail and just waiting, he could just stay on the team and play in theory. Yep. But then the, you talk about commissioner's exempt list, which would likely come into play. And I'm reading from Andrew Callahan from the Boston Herald, who says. Yep. Um, Who's done an awesome job, by the way. He yeah. joined us over the weekend. In case you missed that, he had a first update. He joined the Fitzian Catholic program on Saturday with a great update yep. as well. Um, and he's done as he usually as he usually does uh, now that he is the primary Patriots insider for the Boston Herald with Karen Garigian's departure to Mass Live. Andrew has done a great job. He has a piece out now. Um, will Patriots cornerback Jack Jones go to prison? Here's what we know. Take it away. 
Yeah. So um, basically what he says on that is it's too far. It's far too early to tell. But according to experts, the odds are against Jones based on the information that's available. These charges carry mandatory minimum sentences, uh, which are a significant obstacle. The likelihood of an indictment is another. And his prior record is also an issue. Asking if he'll ever play for the Patriots again. Uh, he says the NFL will essentially bide its time when deciding on a punishment uh, because they just sort of wait it out and let the legal process happen first. It'll probably be several games. Uh, and if there is a waiting game, he could just end up on that commissioner's exempt list, which I mentioned before, which basically is a suspension list where you can't play. I believe you're paid. Um, and you're just sort of in limbo until it's, it's exactly a limbo. I like to, since most roads tie back to pop culture, food or yeah. adult beverages with me, I call it a phantom zone. Basically. Yeah. Goodell says you are cast off into, you are on the page, the commissioner's exempt list. You're in the phantom zone. You will linger right. in this limbo, uh, until further notice. And that may be the easiest thing to do because, you know, the NFL hasn't had to deal with too many, uh, concealed firearms, unlicensed firearms uh, right. uh, in a carry-on bag headed towards an airplane at an international airport incidents, thank God, recently. this, But they may have to figure out what the precedent is here. The last one that we could remember, of course, was the Quinn and Williams one from three right. years ago. He didn't serve any time. In fact, he was basically just let off with parole and a $250 fine. I have. He didn't have the prior record that Jack Jones does. I he think that's a big deal. To, yeah. I, th I see. I think that is, you're right. I think that's going to be a big deal. I think the problem's going to be that they're going to look at his quote priors, if you will, and say, right. you've been here before, not to this particular court, but your bad judgment, your, right. your, your lack of judgment, your quote unquote forgetfulness, if you will, has caused, yeah, they, we're not going to look at your off as an honest mistake, really. No, that, honest mistake. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> like if, an honest mistake is being 10 minutes late for dinner with a buddy because you forgot to set a reminder on right. insert name of digital calendar or application here. An honest mistake is forgetting to change over your checking account number and and having auto pay declined on a bill, even though that's almost <laughs> right. unacceptable in 2023. You know, seeing your friend's girlfriend for only the second time and accidentally calling her Jessica when her name is Marie. That's an honest mistake. Not bringing two loaded firearms with high capacity magazines in a carry on bag to an airport for a cross country flight. I'm sorry. I, I'm with you. <laughs> it's just so far beyond the pale. It is. There's so no far OG. OG. That's my bad here. Like yeah. there, it's just, there's no excuse. Like it's just, again, we, and we talked about it for, you know, however many hours we did on Saturday on WEEI. It's just that, there are so many things you can get away with as an NFL football player for so right much, or for wrong. So much, so much. One of them is not trying to get two loaded firearms with an extended magazine clip on an airplane. Like you just, you can't do it. There's no, there. you can't sit here and be like, oh, but like, there's no buts here. It's just, you just can't no. do it. So it's overall. And I wonder how long, and if again, as we're sitting here recording this podcast at 10, 20 AM on Tuesday, if in the next 10 minutes we see an alert, the Patriots just cut Jack Jones. Like I wouldn't be surprised at all. The waiting game at this point, what they've been through with him. Uh, it just, it feels like it may be too much for them at this point. Again, who knows they could wait it out, but it wouldn't shock me at all if they just cut bait now either. Yeah. Only thing we've heard was the statement over the weekend, which was that they were aware of the charges and allegations yep. uh, as pertaining to Jack Jones and the Friday night incident at Logan airport. 
They were gathering facts and they had no further comment at this time. I, I wouldn't be surprised as well. But at the same time, they may just let this play out. Now, you yeah. you wonder if, if in the risk reward game there, uh, it's I can't imagine it's going to be like surprise. These were planted uh, or just like they're going to, uh, you know, let him off with a slap on the wrist and say like, OK, forgetful Freddie. Don't let that happen again, because there's right. been a number like we said, a number of priors and a number of incidents professionally. They're not, I don't even think they're going to worry about him getting kicked out of school or you know, having an incident with Belichick regarding a disagreement in rehabilitation last year. It's more right. about, hey, yeah, you once were involved robbing um, a Chinese American takeout restaurant. Like you've 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 done dumb things before. Right. I wonder where the law may come down and say, like, someone's going to have to really slap you on the wrist uh, and punish you to make sure that this gets through to you or they're going to release him into the wild and say, hopefully, maybe the Patriots can do it. But like this is a matter to me like. This is like parenting versus school. It's not a school's job to raise your kids and teach them discipline, good values and ethics. That comes from home. Yeah. It's not Bill Bel like Bill Belichick and everybody inside the walls at one Patriot place at Gillette Stadium. They can do everything they can to try to reform the man, to teach him what they want uh, as an employee of theirs, to be a good human being. They can do everything that they want to try to help him, but it's not their job to completely mold and rebuild and teach every single value to this guy. Like someone else is going to have to step right. in at some point and help this guy out. I don't know how much the Patriots want to take upon themselves while risking, of course, the bad press. And how much bad press, Mike, do you think the Patriots have gotten thus far? I haven't looked around social media or, you know, sought out sources to hear like what the whispers are like, oh, typical Patriots move, you know, you know, overstepping their bounds, grabbing another dirtbag or somebody else that flies in the face of justice or proper behavior. I haven't heard anything like that. But eventually you do wonder where Robert Kraft may have to step in and say, I want to help this young man. I think he's got a bright future ahead of him, but we can't afford the risk of somebody bringing firearms onto an airplane to breach our threshold here at the New England Patriots. Right. And I, I haven't seen much either as far as, you know, the, the typical Patriots nonsense that you talk about. Um, one thing I will add is that, and, and for what it's worth, he did plead not guilty. Uh, okay. Again, you're, you're oh, not really not guilty plea. Okay. Yeah. Not guilty plea. Um, again, a, a lot of times that's just like semantics with what your lawyer tells you to do. That's again, standard I'm not a issue probably. Yeah. It's, it's usually plead not guilty and we'll, we'll work on it from there. Um, I have a, I'm not one. I've got plenty in the family. <laughs> yeah. I haven't played one on TV in my short acting career. No. Uh, well, that's why we're, that's why we're reading from the Boston Herald and we're not, yeah. we're not talking about it ourselves. No, so. we are, we are, we are just, we are presenting as facts and then offering yeah. light commentary with no judgment ourselves as well. Uh, I would like to see this somehow resolve itself in a positive manner. I really enjoyed watching him play last yeah. year. Personally, I think some of the, uh, as I like to call it, swagitude, the swag and the attitude that he brings to the field and to the team. I like it. I like oh, it. I, I, it. I enjoyed the player. He's awesome. Oh, yeah. I enjoy his passion and the attitude as, as a football player, just judging Jack Jones wearing 13 on the field, playing cornerback. I like his style of play. Yeah. I enjoyed watching him. I was really looking forward to watching him this season. Now that is obviously in the balance in question. And I think I can comfortably say kind of in doubt at this point, I was looking forward to seeing him opposite Gonzo and the other guys in a very promising new England Patriots, 2023 secondary and defense. Uh, this creates a bit of an issue for the team, which is exactly what we are going to discuss in our next segment. Thank you guys very much for tuning into the six rings and football things podcast and making it a part of your regular 
Patriots News Cycle and joining our twisted little community of Patriots News Analysis, Passion, Perspective, and more. Give us a follow at Six Rings Pod if you get a chance. Rate, review, subscribe, and share. Feedback is always welcome at FitzyGFY and at Mike Cadlick. Hey, it's Fitzy from Six Rings and Football Things. It's not just a podcast. It's the 25th hour of the day. Your weekly source for all things New England Patriots right on time. Your time. In the car? Navigate the streets of the NFL offseason with wisdom in your ear. We accompany every errand you need to run. Washing the windows or vacuuming the carpets? Don't just clean, conquer. Podcasts make you more productive because we fit perfectly into your schedule. Follow Six Rings and Football Things in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so Jack Jones now entering a not guilty plea, being arraigned in court in East Boston on Tuesday, June 20th. His next hearing as we mentioned earlier, August 18th. That's right before preseason game number two, which is scheduled on August 19th. Is that the Titans game or the Packers game? Once I believe again? it's the Packers game. I that's just, the Packers it's, game. It's okay, Packers. so that's going to affect his ability to participate in the joint practices that week against the Packers and obviously play in that game. It's maybe, I I, I would imagine so. This, yeah. this, this affects his preseason. We don't even know if the Patriots, if he'll be on the roster by that time. So let's just imagine that he is taken out of the equation until further notice, Mike. Before we maybe mention cornerback as a possible top position of need now on the Patriots or top position of concern, before the Jack Jones incident, what would you have said was the biggest area of need or the top position to keep an eye on heading towards training camp? Prior to cornerback, I would say it was a mix of offensive line and wide receiver. Mm-hmm. offensive line and again I, I forget where but I feel like I've said this a million times or whether it was on six rings or whether it was on the radio with you or Dondero the weekend before well, welcome to the welcome to the wide yeah. world where did I say that again that's how we right. do it Odyssey Boston and, and WEI my guy yeah so the the offensive line situation last season felt like it was more so an issue of injury and depth and scheme than it was the actual players and that's in my opinion and I think that's in the Patriots opinion as well because the way they tackled it this offseason was add depth grab a new offensive line coach and basically run it back with everybody else you had last season alongside two veterans who can sort of play the swing which they you know it looks like they're running it back with with Trent Cole Strange Andrews Owenu and um some not Isaiah Wynn, but somebody else yeah. on, on the right side, and whether it's whether it's Riley Reed for Calvin. Oh, Anderson. Mike's first official burn of the Six Rings podcast and his time yeah. with WEI. As long as the right tackle's name is not Isaiah Wynn, it's an upgrade. Look, Isaiah Wynn seemed like a perfectly nice person. Right. He had a, a bit of a character turn, a borderline heel turn. Anytime yeah. you yell at Mike Reese and you get angry at the nicest man in Boston sports media, you lose a large portion of your fan base in the audience. I'm exactly. sorry that it worked out that way. I hope his career takes a turn for the positive. I hope he stays healthy in Miami. Of course, I hope the Patriots beat him like a rag doll and treat him like a turnstile when they face him. Should he be starting for the Dolphins this fall? We'll see how Keon White, Dietrich Wise, Matt Judon, et al., and Josh Uche work out against Isaiah Wynn should he make the Dolphins roster. Right. But the right tackle position, now see, I've said the idea of just throwing like a consortium of veterans and discount swings and whatever uh, Riley Reef, Calvin yeah. Anderson, Connor McDermott, second year, uh, te- technically rookie, redshirt rookie, if you will, Andrew Stu- Stuber, Stuba, 
throwing those guys there. I've referred to it as the hobo rumble. It's a total bum fight. Like, yeah, one guy's going to have to emerge. But while the Patriots seem content with the approach they took, I don't love it. Well, that's and, what I and, thought and they I were would, doing was, yeah, and I uh, thought they were content with it, and I was okay with it until I saw it in OTAs and minicamp. And then that and th- second now, how do you feel practice, about it? Now, how do you feel? About I it? don't feel great, and that's why it turns into my <laughs> not great, Bob. It turns into my position of need now because again, they were running eleven on elevens, not even with contact, and Mac Jones couldn't even get the ball off because Dietrich Wise and the likes were in his face. And again, it's it's non padded practice, so it's basically just a touch and push and. Let's just like pretend here and let the quarterback throw, and they couldn't even do that. So, oh my a cluster, and I think it turns into a, a a position of need now. And I don't really know where they turn, frankly. Yeah, I think I think what you're I think what you're saying is it rhymes with Fuster Cluck. I got you. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, I've had to I've I've fashioned that one out so that it's FM radio friendly while at the same time conveying exactly how dire the situation may be. Look, there you go. I would still say, in light of. Uh, now, the priority is heading into the draft, of course, and you could arrange the three cards in this little Monty game, the three shells on the table, if you will. Yep. Everyone agreed universally the three positions of need were offensive tackle, wide receiver, and cornerback. They yep. addressed cornerback directly when arguably the top, if not the second best cornerback in the draft, depending on how you felt about Devin Witherspoon, in the form of Christian Gonzalez, incredibly fell to them at 17 with the Washington commanders taking Emmanuel Forbes, who I thought the Pats might go after in the second round, right. his slight frame, but his ball hawking moves. I thought, I thought the Patriots would have maybe gone after him later. Gonzo falls to them at 17, an incredible pick. If you've seen footage, by the way, of Jackson Smith and Jigba, absolutely cooking Devin Witherspoon at Seahawks practices. A don't judge Witherspoon yet. He's a rookie, but yeah, B right. Jackson Smith and Jigba, he's going to be a ball player. That kid is going to be a handful on a Seahawks team that I'm comfortable saying, I think can go back to the playoffs and have a hell of an offense this season. I still don't think if Jack Jones is out though, Mike, back to the point in hand, if we look right now, as of late June, 2023, what is the Patriots greatest position of need? What area are you, what position are you most concerned about? It's still not cornerback for me. I like Christian Gonzalez will have his rookie bumps and issues. That's fine. But we see talent galore in this kid, and he may turn out to have a decent, a very good, and awesome rookie season. We'll see. John Jones gives you a lot of versatility. Marcus Jones is an excellent young slot cornerback. It'd be better if he were the secondary one and John Jones didn't have to flex outside. You do have the versatility with a guy like Jalen Mills. Miles Bryant, comment comment redacted. yeah. Okay. So it's it's not it's not as deep as it was. Andy Hart called it a uh, house of cards. That was his line right. for last year on the offensive line. I feel like the offensive tackle position is the biggest area of concern. I'm fine with the wide receiver room right now. Fine-ish, if you will. Tackle's a problem. Can Trent Brown stay healthy? Is he going to be motivated all year? Does he want money? Is he going to bring contract year Trent Brown to the table? Is it going to be motivated, uh, engaged Trent Brown, or is it going to be? What 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 is the what is the latest cryptic tweet from Trent Brown mean kind of season? Right. And then right, right. tackle, like we said, just a, a totally whoever is going to be decent enough to start this Sunday, come on down. You're starting for the Patriots at tackle. Like, right. I like the interior of the line, Mike. I don't like the tackle spot at all. Yeah, I agree, and it's it's gonna. I think it'll still come down to you know how they scheme it up and how much better of an offensive line coach Adrian Clem is than Matt Patricia, who's also trying to call an offense after never doing so before. Um, but 
No, I, I and it's I think it also you're right. It comes down to Trent Brown as well. How how much can they rely on Trent on the left side so that they really only have to focus on the right side? And Dante Scarnecchia said it last week on the Greg Hill show. If you can get a motivated Trent Brown and get him on board, that's going to help them so much because mm -hmm. you can just forget about the left side. Trent, you've got that locked down every Sunday. Thank you, and we'll focus on the right side. If you can't get if you can't get Trent on board, then you're worried about you know everything. And then again, it turns into the house of cards that we've talked about. So yeah, but I agree on uh -huh. on corner too. Um, I'm not as concerned. Obviously, Jack Jones throws in a wrinkle, but it's more so like it just feels like a contingency plan now. When Jalen Mills moves back to safety, where he's more comfortable, great, perfect. You re-sign John Jones, who can be this sort of um, a flex corner, if you will, flex flex corner, five tool player, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever kind of like he can play. Uh, he's played safety, he's exactly. played inside, he's played outside, and he's played all at at least a decent, serviceable to uh, not elite but very high professional level. Right, and so now, now you sort of have to rely on him even more so instead of using him as like a gadget, not a gadget guy, but a fill-in replacement. Right, you're gonna have to you know play him more, and then you're gonna have to rely on obviously uh, Marcus Jones and even Miles Bryant. So like it's just sort of the trickle down that's unfortunate, mm -hmm. but they still have talent there, and that's why I go to again offensive line as clearly the position need because wide receiver too uh -huh. they addressed it. They addressed it with Kasiki, who is a de facto wide receiver. Yeah. And you might still have DeAndre Hopkins on the horizon. So I'm fine with that. I'm fine with corner. It turns into offensive line now. Yeah, I, for some reason, my confidence in DeAndre Hopkins coming to the Patriots to bolster their entire mm -hmm. offense overall and the wide receiver room, it was still reasonably high over the weekend. But now it's waning a bit. I don't yeah. think he's pl I don't think he's playing the Patriots. I don't think he's using the Patriots as leverage. He's just doing as someone with an with a, an elite or still near elite level of skills would and should do when they're a free agent. He's gauging his market. Right. Somebody somebody in a position of need close to training camp as training camp begins may say, "Whoa, hold on. This wide receiver room sucks." Or, yeah. "Hey, we do need to make another Super Bowl run. We do need an elite one or two wide receiver with veteran savvy and skills." to come to the party as well, or, oh, we were not expecting that season-ending injury by late July or early August. Hey, D-Hop, right, you know, here's the check, you fill in the amount. Right. If the Patriots did that right <laughs> off the top, then they probably could have prevented him from getting to market, but I imagine it wasn't necessarily a blank check situation right. when he had any sort of conversation with Bill Belichick last week. So well, that's what, now, I'll add to that quickly with yeah. uh, with D-Hop and the potential options. Albert Breer mentioned this this week. Um, Basically that the Chiefs are in the process of uh, extending Chris Jones. And so if they do that, then that'll free up some cap space uh, this season. And then in turn can free them up for Hopkins. So if that happens, Hopkins would rather go there. Similar money. Yeah. So I feel like that could be a part of Hopkins waiting game as well. Waiting for the, if they know behind the scenes, we're going to lock up Chris Jones, etc. you know. Uh, they lost Frank Clark. He went to Seattle. Right. No, he went to Denver. He went to, he stayed within the division. Yep. He went to Denver. Um, but they had got nice contributions from Karloftis last year. Chris Jones is yeah. inarguably the most important player on their kind of underrated defense. They've drafted yeah. very well the last couple of years. Um, if they add DeAndre Hopkins, forget it. Just, yeah. you know, fast forward immediately to Chiefs versus blank in the AFC championship. And I think a lot of us are already thinking about that as well. I'm sitting here right now podcasting with you. There are There is maybe just a faint wisp, if you will, of white clouds on the horizon. I'm sitting under sunny, beautiful blue skies. And yet, this is how I felt last week. 
Now, Mike, for some reason, I'm starting to get some of those like, but I know the storm is coming vibes. I like yeah. I know that yeah. it's only a matter of time. Like, what happened? Clean slate, good vibes. Everything was, was so good last week. James Robinson, he's not helped. That's it started there. And this is where yeah. we'll get to our quick running back discussion before our Gronk story and a wrap out here on six rings. But it starts James Robinson. He's not healthy enough to be the two and the one-two punch in the running back room and be Ramondre Light. He is released. I don't know if he's going to sign anywhere else. He still hasn't recovered from the injuries from 2021, which is what led the Jets to not tender him after they traded a six-round pick, I believe, for him in 2022. Yeah. Then we get now we get the Jack Jones saga. The tackle position doesn't look good. D Hop visits town, doesn't leave with a deal. Eh, not a great week. The Patriots definitely did not win last week at all, and I'm not feeling as good as I did 10 days prior. Now to the running back room, real quick. I whipped this up for .com on Monday. Yeah. If the Patriots right now, they're currently set with Ramondre. The the offense should run through him entirely, but he's your de facto starter. He is the number one, uh, a star on the making, one of the top 10 running backs possibly this year in the NFL. Then you've got Ty Montgomery behind him, who by all accounts looks great. We heard here on this very podcast, Ivan Fears saying he should be the third down back. He's looking good, really good. And Andy Hart says Quadzilla, uh, New England Patriots edition, Kevin Harris, looks like he could be a big back. And you and I are both hoping for some home run power um, and some nice contributions from Pierre Strong. Do you think the Patriots will add to the running back room? And could they dip into the pool of veteran backs that I put into my list on .com on Monday? Yeah. Uh, Dalvin Cook, stud starter, probably too expensive for them. Uh, Definitely too expensive. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott, likely to go back to the Cowboys, but only at Jerry Jones's right price. Maybe he's mad. Sports Illustrated and CBS Sports have speculated. Wouldn't he make sense for the Patriots? One year, $5 million on a prove-it deal. Try to shove it back in Jerry's face in a Patriots uniform when the Pats go to Arlington week four. That would be fun. My guy is, and this one I would love. He came last year for a free agent visit. Brady said, what the F are you doing going up there after they won a Super Bowl together? Lombardi Lenny, if he can get in shape. Yeah. And make, you know, one year, two and a half million dollars. You know, he still has nightmares about losing that AFC championship in 2018 to the Patriots as a member of the Jags. Come on in. Nice compliment of pass catching between the tackles. If he still has any outside speed left, I think as a camp challenger and possible veteran presence in that running back room to add to Billy O'Brien's toolbox, if he's in shape and has the heart for it, I think that would be a great addition. Yeah, that's the one on your list that I thought was interesting. Uh, I, again, gr great article, great list. I didn't mean to, you know, backhand a compliment at there. Hey, by I, the way, the rest of that was complete garbage, and yeah, I drove right. it up to the landfill in town. But otherwise, nice work, Fitz. <laughs> yeah, but Lenny's pretty You've good. You've been hanging no. around Andy Hart too long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, but no, no, uh, again, the, the one that, again, because of the, the visits that you talked about, I think he visited <laughs> twice now on uh, – on free agent visits up here. So um there's obviously look, a little there's a mutual respect and admiration. There. Right. Yeah. Um so I think that would make a lot of sense. Dalvin Cook just too expensive. Yeah, too much. A guy who's looking for the money that wants to cash in one last time because running backs uh frankly can't even really cash in once often. Uh so I don't think Cook's an, a realistic possibility. Zeke maybe um but Lenny's the one I would look to. But no I think like you like you mentioned that we both kind of have this um affinity and feeling that Pierre strong might come in and play play a quality role, not only as a potential pass catcher, third down back, but a guy who, when he was at San Diego state or uh, North Dakota, Dakota state, state, I believe. Yeah. Um, 
was a very good downhill runner. I think he, I think he, he led had the eight, he had eight, yeah. he had eight, he had eight touchdown runs of 50 yards or longer. Like this kid right. has absurd speed. We saw it once last season. We saw yeah. him explode on a run around the left side for about 45 yards. Just one time, like he was most known last year for the gaff he made on special teams in Minnesota when he ran into the kicker, gave Minnesota the ball yeah, back and right. they scored the ultimate game winning touchdown. But the kid's got speed. I, I just so wonder, I think they're just going to run it with those four. I he's think, the wild I don't card. Think I think he's the wild card, Mike. Yeah. If you they, think like, they run they, it with those four? I, I, I think they do. I think they'll probably just like what they saw with strong enough to run it back with those four. Um, especially, again, if they want to try and bring Hopkins in, they're just not going to have money to bring in anybody else. Mm-hmm. If they don't add Hopkins, then maybe they do add, a camp, like you said, a camp challenger like, like Lenny. But no, I think ultimately they're just going to run it back with those four. They think Montgomery's healthy. Belichick said it last week. He's as healthy. He's very healthy is what he said. Um, and then Kevin Harris looked pretty good and Pierre Strong too. So, yeah, I think they're just going to run it back with those guys. Yeah, if you go beyond the veterans of like the Kareem Hunts and the Dalvin Cooks and whatever else, Zeke Elliott, then yeah. you get into a list of like Kenyon Drake, old pal Rex Burkhead, who's 32 years old, J.D. Yeah. McKissick. Like it's just a bunch of like – well, there's that guy. I mean, listen, yeah, I right. love Rex Burkhead, but he's long since passed his prime. And I Burkhead's don't know if wanna... interesting because would he come all the way back to Pat's Nation, all the way up to New England now that he resettled back in Texas? It's a good, qu- it, maybe not. But again, if, if I mean, if they're going to give him a paycheck, then why not, right? Um, love that. Guy. Someone though, God. like Ramondre Stevenson, was battered by the end of last season. He took too many hits. He was hurt. Like he just he took on a lot last season when Damian Harris was hurt. I don't think they want to do that with him again. So if they don't think Pierre Strong can take some of the load off, if they don't think Kevin Harris can take some of the load off, then maybe they do bring in a a Rex Burkhead to just say, hey, give us 10 carries a game. Give us five carries a game. Give us something that can take something off of Ramondre. That that one's interesting, again, because he's been here. Yeah, it really could could come down to Ty Montgomery. Pierre Strong and Ty Montgomery, I think you kind of know what you're going to get with Kevin Harris. Like, he's pretty much a straight-ahead power back. But... As far as, you know, as far as what you get from guys like Pierre Strong and Ty Montgomery, Pierre Strong, the younger version, maybe of what a Ty Montgomery might be now. Montgomery will take it between the tackles. He's great in open space with the ball in his hands. Very soft hands. Good, dependable third down back. We could potentially see if he's healthy enough. The first legitimate third down back since James White was on the 2021 roster and had his season and ultimately career cut short in the third game against new orleans what do you say pats fans do you like the running back room as is do you have a veteran favorite you would like to see the patriots add or who is the one right now on the roster you think will complement the room and ramondre stevenson best give us a holler at six rings pod at fitzy gfy and at mike cadillac and because mike there have been some down notes and dour tones to our podcast today because of the reality that has set in over the last week let's end on a high note and a happy tone uh there was a story Yep. That made its way. I think it kind of went viral on Monday this week. Jake Paquette, remember that old guy? The uh, I think they took him in the third round defensive end out of Arkansas. Now he's all groomed up and looking media savvy. He was on insert name of podcast that I'll gladly forget about here recently. And prime time with Alex Stein. Sure, sure. That you you could have just you could have just you know prime it. time with Alex Stein. Come on. <laughs> I'm a P1 man. I'm a regular sub. I yeah. go to their live <laughs> recordings. I buy the merch. Yeah. I rate, review, subscribe, and share. It's just like Joe Rogan experience. experience. Joe Rogan experience. Prime time with Alex Stein. I, oh, take and choose I never miss a single one. Wait, <laughs> wait, don't tell me. Uh, smartless and prime time with Alex Stein. And listen to yeah. all of them. Um, so Jake Paquette tells this story about. So basically, the Patriots players. 
They had key fobs and they could get in at any time. And well, I'm going to let him explain it to you. This thing tracks so perfectly as to the life of Gronk and the joy of party and the absolute animal that he was during his playing days and just in general with the Patriots. Here, take a listen. Key fobs that gave us 24-7 access to the Patriots facility there in Foxborough. And like during the offseason, Gronk would go out all night with his boys in Boston, you know, stay up till 3, 4 in the morning, whatever it was, and have his crew drop him off at the Patriots facility. And he would like stagger in to the Patriots locker room, key fob in, and go pass out on the training tables in the Patriots training room. So then like an hour or two later, when the trainers would come in to start their work day, they'd come in there and see Gronk just sprawled out on the training table, just fast asleep. They would go over there. They wouldn't wake him up. They would roll up one of his sleeves and, you know, stick an IV in his arm. <laughs> <laughs> like after a couple of hours, he would just wake up like Frankenstein revived and go out there and just kick ass. Like I said, that tracks. That is about as on brand for Rob Gronkowski as possible. Yeah. Coming in. Just chock full of fireball, Bud Light, and insert party beverage here. Laying down, falling asleep, stinking like the purple shamrock or the, the deep corner of the fours bar. They come in while he's still asleep. They basically let him lay on the trainer's table. I love that. Pop like an IV in. Him. as he said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just hops up and he, and he gets ready to go. I've had I think of like when they mentioned Frankenstein, I then also think of the Undertaker gift too, where it's oh, just yeah. like all of a sudden he's just like, okay, back to yeah. yeah. Back and we're field. back, baby. Yeah. Um, I had one friend um, hit me up, you know, uh, a football friend hit me up and say, like, this could be bad news. And, he, and I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, this is kind of Mickey Mantle-esque. And I was like, hold on. Mickey Mantle's career was cut short because the guy, in addition to just being a tragically alcoholic, as, as talented and gifted, you know, maybe if he was fully healthy, he would have been the greatest baseball player of all time, inarguably. And we'd be talking about him beyond – Williams and Ruth's and Aaron's and whomever. Right. Sure. But, uh, Willie Mays, et cetera. But, um, I, he had a number of STDs. He had, uh, all these penicillin shots. In addition to the fact that he drank his liver broken, uh, you know, where he had got degenerative conditions from the shots he had to take. And that ultimately cut his, the hard living he did cut his baseball career, his incredible baseball career short. I don't think Gronk broke down because of Bud Light and right. lemon drop shots and needing to get, you know, chug OJ emergency liquid IV and actual restorative vitamin B shots and IVs before practices and games. Do I think maybe, you know, he could have lived a little leaner, a little cleaner. I'm not going to argue and judge because the results were there. He didn't break his arm in 2012 when Sergio Brown chipped him on the outside on special teams because he drank too much Bud Light. Right. He couldn't. You know, yeah, he didn't in two, 2013, TJ Ward's hit on his knee didn't come because Gronk buried too many high noons the night before. Like the like the, he just he's a left. He's in left tackle with elite wide receiver speed and some of the greatest hands you ever saw. And he's a party animal and he's a legend and he's and he's personality and power on field. I don't and think what Paquette said, what Paquette says in the clip, too. He said it was during the offseason. Yeah. This was yeah. during the off-season program, during whether it was right. OTA's minicamp, or even it's just when they're in there in February, March, just working out. Good point. So it's of not order. like he was doing that on a Thursday before a game. No. Paquette says yeah. off-season. So <laughs> it wasn't I, like yeah, it wasn't like they went, you know, they they didn't go to Tampa in 27, you know, right. whenever that was, or 2019, whatever that was, on a Thursday night game. And Gronk went out in Ebor City and was like, one day I should play here. This will be fun. Yeah. Got absolutely cranked on Wednesday night. 
then showed up the next. No, it wasn't like that. Um, yeah. It was an off-season thing, but it just adds to the legacy. Like, they laughed right. about it. I choose to laugh about it and chalk that up to, ah, the good old days of the Gronk bus, La Vida Gronk and Soying Fiesta. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what I love, smashing and dashing and not like, well, he probably could have, you know, treated himself a little bit differently, you know, been more of like a, his the body was a temple. Of all time. I think yeah. he did all right for himself. I, I'm pretty sure he did all right for himself. And you know what? So did you, Mike Cadlick, once again, filling in for Andy Hart. Great job today. This has been Six Rings and Football Things. We'll be back in a couple of days with updates on the roster, whatever else is going on in the wide world of Patriots, NFL, and so much more. Good job, producer Justin Turpin. For at FitzyGFY, your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens and Mike Cadlick, this has been Six Rings and Football Things, brought to you by WEI, Odyssey, and 2400 Sports. Give us a rate, review, subscribe, and share. We will talk to you soon. Enjoy your week, everybody. Be well. Good day. God bless. And as always, Mike. Go Pats.